Our first opportunity to honor God is to honor our parents. Listen to Adrian Rogers. Our parents are the first persons we meet, the first persons we know. If we cannot learn to respect and love our parents, how can we hope to get along in society? This is absolutely, basically fundamental. And so I want us to look at this command, and it is a command, not a suggestion, a command. Honor your father and your mother. Welcome to Love Worth Finding, featuring the timeless biblical teaching and insights of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Pastor Rogers said the love of your parents for you is the closest thing to the love of God known on this earth. One of the most basic fundamental commandments from Scripture is to honor our father and mother. Our relationship with our parents is our first opportunity to show love and respect to others and, more importantly, to our Heavenly Father. How can we show our parents honor in each stage of life or circumstance? If you have your Bible, turn to Exodus chapter 20, look at verse 12, as Adrian Rogers shares more about honoring father and mother. Somebody has said that a cynic is somebody who knows the price of everything and the value of nothing. We live in a cynical age, and there are those, many of them, who do not know family values, and certainly they do not treasure family values. I think you'd have to agree with me that there has been an all-out assault on the home, and Satan has masterminded it because the home is the basic unit of society. God founded the home before government, before the school, and before the church, it is the basic unit of society. And as the home goes, so the society goes. And we have homes today in America that are unraveling. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 1, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me, and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. And then we come to verse 12. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Now you notice the first four commandments dealt with God. No other gods, no graven images, don't take God's name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day. Those are what we call the vertical relationships, the relationship between man and God and God and man. 
And then after the first four, he gives six that we call the horizontal relationships, our relationships with one another. And the first of these is this, honor father and mother. Now think with me for a moment. God only gave ten commandments, so you know that they're exceedingly important. And of those ten, one of them says that we are to honor our father and our mother. And that is a basic family value that needs to be treasured. This is the first of the last six. And why does God put it first? Because it is primary. The child that does not learn to honor his father and mother will have a basic character flaw that will impede him from fulfilling the rest of the commandments. And so honor father and mother comes before not killing, not stealing, not bearing false witness. This is first and this is primary. The religion that does not begin at home generally does not begin. Our parents are the first persons we meet, the first persons we know. If we cannot learn to respect and love our parents, how can we hope to get along in society? This is absolutely, basically fundamental. And so I want us to look at this command, and it is a command not a suggestion, a command. Honor your father and your mother. And I want to give you three ways, children, that you can do that. And all of us are children. All of us have fathers and mothers. Some have parents who are in heaven, but we all have fathers and mothers. And here is a command, therefore, that is universal. It is to every mother's child in the world. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Here are three ways you can do it. First of all, you are to obey them when you are young. Have you got that down? Obey them. Now, I'm going to give you some scriptures, and I want you to jot them down. First of all is Colossians chapter 3 and verse 20. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. That means that not to do it would be to displease God. Now, why should you obey your parents? Well, first of all, it is the root of all blessing to obey your parents. Out here in the West, we have what we call the continental divide. There are the Rocky Mountains, and a drop of water falling on one side of the Rockies will end up in the Pacific. A drop of water falling on the other side of the Rockies may end up in the Atlantic. What is the continental divide with children? Children seem to have the same abilities, the same mind, the same uh, opportunities, but one child chooses to obey his parents, and the other child may choose not to. And that makes the difference in character. It makes the difference in destiny. Obedience to parents is a continental divide in character. Dwight L. Moody, who was an evangelist of yesteryear, said this, I've lived over 60 years, and I've learned one thing if I've learned nothing else. No man or woman who dishonors father or mother ever prospers. That's what Dwight L. Moody said. God ranks disobedience with the very worst and the most vile sins. Put your finger there in Exodus chapter 20 and turn with me to Romans chapter 1. I want to show you how God feels about the sin of disobedience to parents. I'm going to begin reading in Romans 1 and verse 28. God speaks of a generation on its last legs, and this is what He says about it. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over 
to a reprobate mind. Now, you want to know what a reprobate mind is? Well, listen. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And I want you to hear now the catalog of sins that he's going to list. And I want you to see, as I read this catalog of sins, vile and vicious as they are, that God puts disobedience to parents in this list. Listen to it. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Now, you may think that disobeying mom or dad is a small thing, but take that list of sins and see how God ranks the sins of disobedience with the very worst sins. As a matter of fact, God teaches that a generation that disobeys its parents is a generation on its last legs. It's a sign of the last days and the end times. You obey them when you're young. Number two, you care for them when they are old. We have a serious problem in America today and in the world today, and that is we have forsaken and cast away our older people. We've become hard-hearted to the elderly. And many times we're expecting the government and institutions and churches to take care of our parents when it is our solemn and holy obligation before God. You say, but uh, that inhibits me. I can't do what I want to do. Friend, it makes no difference. You inhibited them when you were little. If you have to carry them around, they carried you around. If you have to bathe them, they bathed you. If you have to feed them, they fed you. If you must sacrifice for them, they sacrificed for you. Put these scriptures down. 1 Timothy 5, verse 4. But if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show piety at home. That is, here's a woman. She's a widow. She does not have any way to take care of herself. She has children who should take care of her. Our Lord says, let those children learn to show piety at home, that is godliness, and to requite their parents. That means to take care of their parents, for that is good and acceptable before God. And then listen to how Paul sums it up in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 8. He says, and if any provide not for his own, especially those of his own house, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Plain English, you have no right to call yourself a child of God if you don't take care of your elderly parents. That's what God's Word says. But nobody can call himself a Bible-believing Christian who does not honor and respect and take care of his parents. You are to obey them when you're young. You are to care for them when they are old. And when the Bible says, if any provide not for his own, especially those of his own house, he's not talking about parents providing for children. He's talking about children providing for parents. Remember, first of all, we said, obey them when you're young. Secondly, care for them when they're old. Thirdly, honor them at all times. And I'm going to give you five ways that you can do that. Whether you're young or old, 
whether they are old or in their prime, here are five ways that every child can honor his or her parents. The word honor means to take them seriously, to speak of them with respect. As a matter of fact, the word honor comes from a Hebrew word which means to attach weight to something. It means not to take your parents lightly, not to deal with them frivolously. Here are five ways that you can honor your mother, five ways that you can honor your father. Number one, show them respect. You do it by showing respect. Listen to these verses. Leviticus 19, verse 3, And ye shall fear every man his mother and his father. Fear them. Now that word fear doesn't mean to quake in their presence. It's a word that means to reverence, like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That is, you to have a holy respect for your father and your mother. You should never shoot off the lip at your parents. Leviticus 20, verse 9, For everyone that curseth his father or his mother shall be surely put to death. He hath cursed his father or his mother. His blood shall be upon him. This was a, a sin so hateful, so horrible, so heinous, that in the Old Testament, under the theocracy, were you to curse your father or your mother, they would stone you to death, young person. God puts it quaintly in the Proverbs, in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 17, the eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley shall pick it out, and the young eagles shall eat it. You say, but my parents are not worthy of respect. Only perfect children can demand perfect parents, and no children are perfect. Our parents are imperfect. You're imperfect. But God is holy, and God says that you are to respect your parents. Number two, you honor them by expressing gratitude, to say to them, thank you for what you've done. Develop an attitude of gratitude. How wonderfully our parents have taken care of us. Shakespeare said, how sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child. You say, but my mom and dad made me do this or that. Thank God they cared enough to discipline you. And even failing parents have done so much that deserve thanks. Thank your mom and dad and tell them that you're thankful. Write that note. Express that thanksgiving. Learn to express thanksgiving to your parents. Thirdly, listen to their counsel. Heed their counsel. Listen to Proverbs chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace under thy head and chains about thy neck. The chains he's talking about are not chains of slavery, but ornamentation, like a gold chain around your neck. Your mom and dad know far more than you may think they know. You say, well, I'm smarter than they are. Or I've got a better education. That has nothing to do with it. Let me tell you where your mom and dad have it over you. They've lived longer than you have. David could say, once I was young and now I'm old. Children can't say that. All they can say is, I'm young. But an older person has experience that younger people do not have. Now, if we're going to go, suppose that uh, your family decides that you're going to go to California on a vacation. Now, let's suppose that mom and dad start out early. 
And let's suppose that you and your family wait behind and your mom and dad are driving. Uh, they take Interstate 40 and they're headed west. And then they call back to you and they say to you, by the way, going through thus and such a city, be careful, the road is under construction. You're going to waste a lot of time there. We suggest that you take a detour. And then they might say to you, and by the way, we found a wonderful motel to stay in. It's very reasonable, very clean, and a great restaurant next to it. And then they say, oh, don't fail to see thus and such. Now, is that because they're smarter than you or better than you? No. They've just been down the road further than you have. There's something about age that the Bible says we're to honor. We're not to discount that. And we have a young generation today that thinks that it knows better. But the Bible says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. When you were 16, you thought your dad didn't know anything. At 19, you were sure of it. At 22, you felt you were light years ahead of him. Then when you got to be 30, you said, Well, maybe he did know a few things. You got to be 40, you think he was almost perfect. The older you get, the smarter your parents will get. The older you get, the smarter your parents will get. Your parents have this advantage. You honor them by heeding and listening to their counsel. Fourthly, here's a way that you can honor your parents. By living nobly, by living a godly life, you are an extension of your parents. Their blood flows in your veins. When you live honorably, you honor them. When you live shamefully, you bring shame to your parents. Do you know what gives me great joy? For my parents to say, son, we're proud of you. Or son, we're grateful for you. That gives me a thrill, a rush, an exhilaration of joy to think that I have pleased them. Do you know what gives me great joy as a father? To see my children living godly lives. I have no greater joy than to know that my children walk in the truth. Last of all, you honor them by showing to them love. I mean by showing love. There's nothing greater on earth, no greater love, no more godlike love than love of father and mother for their own children. Most parents would fling their lives uh, to the death on behalf of their children. And they have loved us so much and how we ought to love them. Write that letter. Have you ever written a letter to your parents? I mean a love letter. Telling them how much you love them. You say, oh, it sounds so corny. I'll guarantee you they'll never throw it away. Write that letter. Tell them how much you appreciate what they have done. Pay that visit. Give that gift. Do that deed. Show that affection. And do it while you can. If your parents are still alive, take advantage of that opportunity. I've preached a good number of funerals, and not infrequently have I come to stand there at the grave when children tried to make up in a funeral with an expensive casket and flowers and beautiful words tried to make up for lost time. I'm not against an expensive casket if that's your desire. I'm not against the flowers or the beautiful words. 
But you listen to me. Dead noses smell no roses. What you're going to do, do it now. Would you honor your mother and your dad? Oh, friends, show them respect. Give them thanks. Live an honorable life and express love. Express it. Say, Mama, I love you. You did it when you were a little boy. You're not too big to do it today. The Bible says, honor your father and your mother. And very frankly, my dear friends, that's a family value that this generation needs to treasure. Treasuring family values. May I tell you that to honor your father and mother begins with honoring your heavenly father. To give your heart to him, to trust him, to ask him to come into your heart, forgive your sin, and save you. The Bible says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Would you like to be justified? That means all of your sin debt canceled, and in God's sight you're right and righteous with him. Then you're justified by faith. That is, believe on him, trust him, receive him. Pray like this, Oh God, I'm a sinner and I'm lost, and I need to be saved. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. You died on the cross for my sin, and today, like a little child, I trust you. Come into my heart. Forgive my sin. Save me, Lord Jesus. If you would pray a prayer like that in faith, God would save you. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Isn't that what you want? Every sin forgiven, the burden of sin gone, the love of Christ in your heart, peace with God. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The church can't do it. Your good deeds can't do it. Only Jesus can do it. And he'll save you today if you'll trust him. If you'll say, come into my heart, forgive my sin, and save me, Lord Jesus. And Father, I pray that many today, many today will trust Christ. Amen. Amen. If you have prayed to receive Jesus as Savior and Lord, we'd love to celebrate with you and invite you to our Find God's Love page on the website. There you'll discover answers you may need about your newfound faith. Go to lwf.org radio and click the tab that says Find God's Love. Welcome to His Forever Family. We can't wait to hear from you today. Now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message in its entirety, call us at 1-877-LOVE-GOD. Request one by the title, Honoring Father and Mother. This message is also part of the insightful series, Treasuring Family Values. For that complete six-message collection, call 877-LOVE-GOD, or you can order online at lwf.org radio, or write us at Love Worth Finding. Box 38600, Memphis, Tennessee, 38183. You may not know you can also purchase our new Bible studies much like this message in our online store. For more, go to lwf.org radio. Do you obey and honor our Heavenly Father, showing respect, gratitude, and love? If your parents are living, show love and respect today. If they passed on, Give them honor and thank God for their memory. 
And we hope you'll join us next time for more from Adrian Rogers right here on Love Worth Finding. A listener reached out not long ago with this encouraging message. My family's gone through a difficult season. We've been searching for guidance. Today we found Dr. Rogers and we now know peace for the first time in a long time. We will be watching and are looking forward to starting over with God and learning and growing through His Word. Isn't that great? You know, at Love Worth Finding, our mission is to draw people to Christ or back to Christ and help believers grow deeper in their faith. We air these messages each day and create new tools and resources inspired by Pastor Roger's teaching. To thank you for your gift right now, we'd love to send you our new Future for the Family Bible Study. Request this resource when you call with a gift at one love god or give online at lwf.org radio. And thanks for your generous support of Love Worth Finding.